standard. <laughs> I'm in two minds whether to put all that into the edit. Oh, I probably will. I've probably already put it into the edit without even yeah. knowing that I've done it because it's going to happen in the future. And it's very, as David, as you've often said, <laughs> it's very hard to predict the future, isn't it? Because it's just not happened yet. So It's just um, not happened yet. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Yeah. Danish proverb. How you doing, Ned? I'm all right. How are you, David? I'm all right. How are you, Pete? He's cold. I'm good. Well, no, I was cold before I went to Marks and Spencer's this morning and dropped 250 quid. Cheaper than rare. Waitrose. Putting the heating on, though, isn't it? Or Waitrose. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, for Waitrose, that's a different matter altogether. Marks is <laughs> definitely Trump's Waitrose every time. What have you got? What did you spend on in, in Marks then? Uh, so I've got, you know, each year, or I wouldn't say even year, maybe two to three years, it seems to be a different kind of craze within oh, anything really, fashion, pyjamas. And this year seems to be the, it's like a dressing gown um, without the bottom. So it's basically a hoodie that's a dressing gown. So Is it one, it's not a onesie. It's like a bottomless oh, No, no. Onesies were like 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it's like, like topsy. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. like literally a dressing gown, dressing gown, which is a hoodie. Yeah, you put it over your head, really warm, amazing, and you literally don't. The best part about it is the heating switch. Don't have to put it on. Nice, Pete. So, yeah, nice. saving money. Well, spending money originally, but saving in the long term. Investing, uh, investing to yourself. Mm-hmm. And the good thing mm-hmm. is, if you've got particularly hot feet or ankles or calf muscles, because it's quite loose fitting, the heat that rises. From the, from those oh, wow. appendages, those are thick socks. Yeah. Those are thick socks. They're all going to get trapped in like because it's a kind of mushroom effect, isn't it? Because it's quite loose. So basically, all that all that warmth so, is rising up like a it's like a hot air balloon, Ned. Like a hot air, like it, yeah, a little bit like that. Very like heat rises, yeah. So. Mm. yeah. Huh? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I got contacted um, via Twitter by you know Geology of the Tour de France. You know that account? Oh, that's a fantastic account. Well, we've referenced it a few times, haven't we? Yeah. Um, the chap who runs that account has said a couple of exciting things that may happen in the future in terms of television coverage. But also, I said to him, "Mate, let's get you on. The, let's get you on Never Strays Far because I think that is perfect." So, um, who is it? I don't know his name. I can't remember off the top of my head. A, right. a, he's a, a Dutch guy who appears to be, he's probably listening to this and getting it, you know, f- f- furiously kind of like angry because I don't actually know who he is. But he seems to be an academic who works in the University of St. Andrews, possibly. Oh, in, very good. In Scotland. So I'm hoping that we can hook up, me and him, face to face, and I could do a little insert yeah. for Never Stray Far about geology. We have How? some internal dialogue, Ned. Oh. <laughs> well, that needs a bit of explaining. We had a so this goes back to our WhatsApp messaging, doesn't it, David? From earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so Pete started to just had a flashback from a, an encounter at the Tour de France. So he sent us a voice note reenactment of it, but included his internal monologue, which I it didn't realise I was doing. That's brilliant. <laughs> it was awesome. We should just slot it in. Then I was like, can't actually. No, no, can't no, no I'm like, do I do this <laughs> no. all the time? Like all the time, and I'm like, oh my god, I do. Well, you've just so done. I mean, like, you've kind of ju- ju- just. Do it now. I, literally, I literally just did it then. So <laughs> those pauses, those little pauses you have, Pete. Because you always have those little pauses. For you, you're not actually stopping talking. That's why I pause. I don't realise. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> just that's not on. okay. Yeah. Not okay. That's why that's why the three sixty cam footage seems really slow and like it needs more information because I come around the corner, I talk about it, and then it goes silent for five seconds and James directs like you need to, you know, 
fill in the gaps, give more information. And I'm like, hmm, I thought I was talking all the time, you know? <laughs> but obviously, like, <laughs> I was, but I wasn't. You are, the problem is, on television, you are just the tip of an iceberg, Pete. And But the, the whole iceberg is just churning away underneath. Constantly. But, but, but because you are, the problem is it's a question of perspective. Because you are physically the iceberg, you haven't got the kind of objective distance to realise that those looking on can only see the tip because they're above the water level. Whereas you understand your entire kind of being. And so... Mm you're not aware you can't compensate for the fact that they don't understand that the rest of the iceberg is invisible to them but for you yeah. it's very real you know there's just a wealth of knowledge and and information that that's under the, below, on, below the, the surface same, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah hey david by the way have you noticed the headphones i'm wearing i know they're good yeah. finally we got you some good headphones do you remember oh, these? Yeah. Do, you, do you know that, 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 that's good. this goes back to the whatsapp conversation we were just having before we started recording uh, pete do you remember like, so these are the headphones that David always thrust my way? Always sort yeah, of like, you know, the red ones. The red ones. And mm. do, you, do you remember red. his little thing about about me putting them on? Can you remember the little? Oh, God. Yeah, he could never he got get it right. He got, He's got a big he got R and a big L inside and a cable always is on the oh, left. Yeah. And without fail, yeah. you'd put the right headphone on your left ear. It Mate, so it, annoying, Ned. I've thought about this, though. Does it matter? Am I wearing well, it yeah, right? Yeah, they're ergonomically designed, aren't they? Unless you've got audio that's... What, like, are you suggesting my, my left ear is different from my right ear? I mean, it obviously oh. is, but in what way? And also, how do the manufacturers know that my left ear is different yeah, I'm from not my convinced. right ear? I'm not convinced. Oh, my God. I, either, either way, I know it upset you. It really upset you. But tell well, me now... See, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. Is this correct? Yeah? That's correct. Yeah. Cable coming out of your left ear. Okay, good. That's like an industry standard as well. Is it? I don't know why. I think maybe because most people are right-handed, so the cable doesn't get in your way. Actually, mm. thinking about it now, with our commentary headphones, where we have the little thing yeah. comes around the right, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've thought about this with the left and right brakes, because the first thing Rod Allenworth did when we joined the academy, because we were all on British brakes, which is... Cycling content. Brake. I love it, Pete. Brilliant. Thank you. Well done. Back brake on left. Uh, your left, and front brake yeah. on your right. So the first thing Rod Allenworth did was... Uh, soon as joined the academy, everyone on Euro breaks because, you know, so many reasons. But mainly, if you go to if you turn professional, ninety nine point nine percent of the team are going to be on breaks where the left uh, the back breaks on your right and the front breaks on your left. So, for instance, if you need to change bikes, if a leader needs your bike and the brakes are different, it's it's not ideal. So we so we did that, and then the only occasion where this could not really work is. And as soon as it happened, I was like, why haven't my brakes been this way around my whole life? Because when you go, when, you, when you're descending or any corner, you want to be able to feather your back brake because you can only use your front brake up to a certain point before it becomes dangerous. And then you need to, if you do need to adjust your brake and slightly into the corner or around the corner, David, you'll know. I know. You can just, you can just touch it, can't you? Yeah. Which is great if you're right-handed. So my question is, Euro or not, do Euro riders ride euro brakes regardless of what hand they are or do left-hand euro riders actually ride british brakes for that reason that i just explained oh mm. i don't know Ooh. so i don't know the reasoning for this interestingly aussies ride aussies UK. i was gonna say aussies have the same problem no but yeah, yeah but they're, they're all from the uk originally aren't they they are yeah like, but before there were bikes no except for the yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> well, uh, and, a, and a very good yeah, morning to all our listeners were... in Australia. I hope we have <laughs> no, no. Before they've, I've had this conversation with an Australian um, when I when I had the uh, drug test after we beat Australia in the 2012 World Championships in Melbourne, and I couldn't go to the toilet and we chat. And I was like, well, he was like, oh, you did us over there, didn't you? I was like, well, actually, you're from you're from the UK anyway, so you, you've actually won. Yeah. That's probably um, go down. And, really and, well he, and he was he, no, no. He was pretty funny about it, but you know, it's just not okay. <laughs> did you just did you just have a little monologue moment there, Pete? No, a few seconds. No, no but I mean, yeah. There's a lot of Australians that are, are literally from England, aren't they? Originally, yeah, that's true. Well, this is an avenue I, I hadn't expected lot, to explore, but um, a large, a lot, a large portion. Of their ancestors would be from England, wouldn't they? Um, <laughs> they well, I, I mean, uh, how do you how do you live in in Australia and have white skin, like pure and look well, British? Well, I mean, uh, Australia was colonised. I mean, this is this is territory I, I wasn't expecting to, but Australia was colonised primarily by the British, and, mm. and then subsequently other European countries have uh, sent large populations. Many European countries. Many European countries, yeah. including the okay, Greeks, so the Balkan Not countries. That was my naivety. The Maltese, as you say, David. But yeah, originally, I mean, Captain Cook and all that. So it was a British discovery. And um, there's some very interesting literature I could send you away if you're interested, including a, an amazing book that I've got up here called Terra Nullius by a guy called Sven Linkvist, which tells the story, effectively, of the genocide of the Aboriginal people and uh, the indigenous people in Australia. But that's... Yeah, we no digress slightly. We, we, are, we have digressed slightly, but way. I mean, I, but in order to give a proper answer to a perfectly reasonable question, that was um, the context that that, it, that was needed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just there we go. Little, yeah, just concluding the brakes. So, Pete, I ride my road bikes Euro and my mountain bike UK. Ooh, yeah. Why? Well, probably the same reason because I like to, be able to slam the back brake harder on my mountain bike and my left hand is stronger. Oh, you're left-handed, aren't you? Of course, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Weird. That's There you go. Okay, that's that done then. What, what's next, Pete? But it's a bit like, is it a bit like, um, <laughs> I've had, occasionally I've had to use, when I used to have a job, basically, and I had an office to go to. So I think when I had an actual contract with ITV Sport, occasionally I'd be obliged to go into the office and you'd kind of log on to a terminal and it was all um, Microsoft stuff, Yeah. And it was at Windows. That's what that's the word I'm after, isn't it? Windows. And well at home, I had an Apple. And the whole systems work differently, don't they? So when you're shutting a, a little dialog box on Apple, it's top left. And on Windows, it's top right, isn't it? <laughs> Is that, that's a bit disorientating now, isn't it? I mean, I only ever use my laptop now. So when I get confronted with anything else, I get completely thrown by it. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. When we first joined Team Sky in 2010... Um, Training Peaks only worked on Windows software, and as everyone will know, because it was a big deal back then, um, the riders got an iPhone and an iMac, uh, MacBook Pro. Little blue and stripe, who, little blue stripe down the back. Yeah, and who was it who? Ah, oh, he works for Tim's team now, Boreen. Uh, um, a rider. Yeah, a rider, and I haven't started the quiz yet, but white. Oh, he was a great rider. Won loads of races. Anyway, he hmm. like said, and I remember reading Cycling News because I was on the academy at the time. He was like, "Oh, you know, it's not just all about a laptop, a free laptop, and an iPhone." 
Um, anyway, long story short, we had this like software <laughs> on on this MacBook Pro, which enabled us to use Trading Peaks. Kurt yeah. Asler Arvison. No, no, no. It's a good guess though, wasn't it? It was a really good. I'm guess, talking man. like looked Italian. Um, he wasn't though. Uh, looked Italian, but wasn't, and was part of the first Sky setup. Liquor gas, like under nibbly. Oh god. Whoa. You know what? I'll come back with it at the end. This can yeah, be my save question. that one. That's so interesting. Great. That's a great question. I like it. He work. He works on Tim's team now. Tim's team. I mean, boring. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. Um, so I wanted to make. I think we all agreed we're going to make this really festive. And at the moment, I don't know. We've spoken about kind of Australian immigration. We've spoken a little bit about breaks and computer software. We haven't really spoken about cycling. Maybe that can. Maybe, well, no, we can drop a bit of that in, can't we? Yeah. Now, maybe? What what have we I missed? I mean, oh, the big story is the B&B things, isn't it? The, you know, the, the, yeah. the collapse of B&B hotels as a, as a team, which is really sad. So, 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 it's, so it's actually fully collapsed, has it? Oh, well, it's, my understanding nothing. is that Jerome Pinot, who's the sort of managing director, the Dave Brailsford of that team, he's, he set up a meeting and he told everybody that they're all, they've all going to go and look for jobs. That's it. They're done. So cycling, isn't it? So everything, you know, everything was hinging on, I, I guess, this big income revenue from this main sponsor, which never occurred. And then all the secondary sponsors withdrew as well. And that's it. It's gone. Can you imagine how good the gravel scene's going to be next year? <laughs> oh, it's going to be scorchio. Did they have a women's team as well? Was there no, they were going, they were going to, to, weren't they? they that were was the plan. They were going to. Well, they were going to go world tour and big time and, you know, and it all never... And have calves. And so now calves are just left hanging to dry. Yeah, but he's what's definitely not dry, speed? is he? No. Yeah, what's the um, what's From the what I can gather, he is very well, very happy, good morale. So he's definitely signed the contract. Oh, that's... With who, I don't know. I wouldn't call that a scoop, but I'd call that... Actually, I would call that a scoop. No, I wouldn't call it a scoop. Well, we'll call it a scoop anyway. I mean, he was at Ghent 6 the last time I spoke to him um, for Elo Kleiser's retirement race. Good spirits, um, talking about training hard this winter on the Isle of Man. Um, I I, I did tell him a little bit about my plan um, for him for next year in the Tour de France and about how I'm going to impact on that. Uh, but I won't go into too much on this podcast because it's like top secret. But um, yeah, he's doing well. He's he's ready for next year, and every you know, top sprinter in the peloton should be worried, very worried. He does need a team. He does need a team. He's definitely got one, but he, I just well, don't I think that means like a lead out. No, I, like, I meant a team, but also a lead out. Yeah, I mean that's okay. What, if just, Ned, you you're, you're a guy who thinks about this type of stuff without you know. This is your internal monologue. I think your thought about there must be three teams who you think he could go to next year on mm. the top of your mind. Mm. Who are they? Or just on the you know off the cuff? Well, because the chances are it's going to be one of one of them. The, the, I can only think of two off the straight off the top, and one is slightly intriguing, and one and the other one is slightly depressing. And, and I mean this. Well, no, I don't mean it terribly respectfully. I mean it slightly rudely, I suppose. But the the slightly depressing. <laughs> The slightly depressing option for me is is Israel because yeah. I don't know the Israel thing. Just like what would be that would be, I don't know that would be kind of appropriate, but sort of a bit of a I don't know. I can't see it happening. I can't visualize the success in the Israel jersey at the Tour de France mm. so so readily. Even though I'm sure, as we all agree, if he gets to the race, he'll find a way of winning a stage, if not 
more, um, regardless of who he's writing for. Um, but the other one that I thought was kind of interesting because it did the rounds as a rumor was Ineos, and and I that blew my mind. And I did wonder. I did want like yeah. so. I know there's a few kind of personal relationships which aren't in the best state that would need to be, you know. But cycling has a, a, an infinitely kind of uh, forgiving way of actually finding a way through those issues, doesn't it? So, you know, it's not inconceivable that Mark Cavendish could sign for Ineos. And I would, from Ineos's point of view, I could completely understand why they'd sign him. I could mm. actually, because are they going to win the Tour de France next year? Probably not. No. Mm, highly could, likely. Could they break the Merckx record with Mark Cavendish? Yes. Yes. Likely. In other words, I would I would send Egan Bernal and the rest of them. I don't know. Who are the GC riders now? I don't know. I don't even know, actually. G? Going for a Giro. G- well, no, he's, he's doing the Giro, isn't he? Yeah. So who are their, who are their Tour de France GC riders? They've Richard Carapaz has moved on. I don't I so, genuinely don't, can't even think. Well, it's not Pavel Sivakov, is it? So I would go... I would kind of imagine, but you know, we've imagined all these situations that never come to pass. But there's a logic, isn't there, in just saying, slightly, just yeah. saying, let, we'll have a year out. We haven't got a GC rider who's capable of winning the Tour de France this year. All in for Cavendish. That'd oh, be a great story. That one. Well, that, I mean, brilliant. How about that? Also, brilliant. It was uh, it was it, it was Kruziger who um, oh, um, gave gave out on Cycling News about the laptops and the the iPhones. He never raced for Sky. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm not uh, going to go there. Is, is, oh, is, that's where we got is, confused. Sorry, his quote was, "I'm not going to go there for a free laptop and iPhone." That's when it was like in the early days, like <laughs> okay. 2000. That's what he quoted as saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> also Max, because it was all going on, and he came to the academy house, and Max showed him around the house. You know, this is what we're doing. We have the guys here, the showers, good food, and then like a week later, that came out on Cycling News about the. Uh, the iPhone quote is brilliant. <laughs> so, um, so, so anyway, yeah. do, and then apart from that, cyclocross, because obviously yeah. we're, we're such aficionados of cyclocross now. Well, well, I haven't mm. actually been watching it, but no. I keep meaning to. Then don't. Well, I, I you, found you, myself you were even Belgium. You were like one hour from an actual world. Cup. Oh yeah, I was literally. I went to. Um, when did I go? I went on Sunday. To, um, and we're recording this on Thursday night. I went to, I went to Belgium on Sunday to finish finish off a sort of writing project that I was doing, and um, I actually had enough time in the bank to. I got into Brussels. I could have easily gone to Antwerp, gone to Mathieu van der Poel versus Tom Pidcock versus Wat van Aert at the Super Prestige or the World Cup. Absolute Central. I can't. I don't quite know what the difference is. No, I think it was a World Cup race in Antwerp. No, it was a World Cup. Right. It was a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 then leave, and then come back, and in plenty of time to do the things I was going to do in the evening uh, later on, because Belgium's only a small country and it's really well connected. And I got there, and I thought it's really cold, and I just I don't know. I can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, Ned. I can't quite be bothered. Yeah. And then I saw what happened. I kind of read the report, and I think I'm quite glad I didn't like. It looked okay, but I mean, I would have... Also, I wasn't going there with a group of friends. To Like, I went to Torbay with you guys and all that, so mm. we enjoyed ourselves. Hard to top that one. Kind of almost yeah. despite the racing. Mm. Am I being unkind? I mean, it was a great event. The event was great. The racing didn't... Thrill, it wasn't thrilling, um, but the event was cool. Mm. And so I thought, well, it'd be a bit weird to go there on my own, wouldn't it? But, well, but I certainly do. I know. Actually, at Limburg, 
a little bit. I'm quite worried things. about this podcast about it, it. You know, it's supposed to be festive. I so and let's let's bring when, it back to let's bring it back to like, not the festive thing, Pete. Because my first question was going to be, and now we are how long into it? Twenty minutes into this podcast, at least. And I haven't asked the question I was going to ask right at the beginning. So let me do that now, right? What does Christmas mean to you? David, do you want to go first? No, because I can just see how excited you are. So go for it. Christmas is my favourite time of the year because you can do whatever you want for a month. And it's like no one cares. At least, I mean, middle of November if you're really pushing it. No one cares. No one judges you. It's like COVID times 10, you know, when you're locked down and no one could work and you weren't judged for it. It's like, it's Christmas, you know, um, chocolate for breakfast. Why not? Crisps straight after lunch, free mince pies a day. I am so in. I absolutely love it. This has been the most festive I've ever been my whole life, <laughs> mainly because I don't have to go away. I've got the, obviously the kids and it's like, it's just the perfect excuse to do nothing and just <laughs> revel, absolutely revel in like whatever you want to do. You know, it's like no one cares. It's, it's like brilliant. Christmas. This is like it's like my yeah. I was like walking through the shops. Yep, throw it in the basket. I love I it. I don't care. It's it's December. Wait, it's Christmas. Pete, is this? You know this I mean? I, I, yeah, you're talking the, the, so you're talking about this co-op shop that's a kilometre from your house that you oh. you're very excited about every now and again. You go there. Well, I've, ha- I've 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 sort I've had to start going to a different co-op in case I get worried. Can you again? It's brilliant. It's Honestly, like it's it's just like what is there not to like, you know? And then it's January. It's like okay, let's hit it hard. Regime ready for it. But December, oh, complete opposite. Brilliant. Let's just sit back, yeah. enjoy being humans, yeah. enjoy loving each other and laughing and being in the merry spirit. Let's get all behind that and don't worry about anything else. Work, jobs, just let's just let it go for one month of the year, please. And if you can't do that, then pff, you can't do anything, can you? So for me, Christmas is a big thumbs up. Whoa, Santa, <laughs> Kenyuk. That was absolutely beautiful. I'm actually inspired by that. I'm know, genuinely that inspired. Like a, that was like a Christmas one month, pep talk. It was. One month of the year. One month. Yeah. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> I love yeah. the way. But I love the way he's automatically just extended it to a month. That's just great. So over Absolutely. here we've got it till January the sixth because they do the um the twelve days of Christmas. Kind yeah, of they, they take that Christmas. quite seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do the presents on Christmas Eve, some presents. Then they don't do anything on Christmas Day. They do their big kind of Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve. Then it kind of goes quiet, and then it all builds up to the evening of January the 5th when the kings arrive, and that's when all the kids get their presents, their proper Christmas so, presents. David, I've noticed that here. with um, like the clubbing scene. So like in Ibiza, DC10, and it, it used to only be DC10 had their New Year's Day party, and now a couple of more clubs have clicked on it. Oh, this could be a thing. But I'm like thinking, oh, that's the last thing you want to do on, on New Year's Day because then that sets the tone for the rest of the year. But actually, yeah. knowing the culture, it starts on the, mm. what is it, the sixth? So yeah. it all makes sense now. I, just, yeah. I, I mean, and just going back, I, I love Christmas as well. And all the more so with three little kids, because they're just so excited. And, you know, kind of on December the 1st, the advent calendar was like, they're racing downstairs to get their chocolate oh, in the morning. Yeah, and, 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 just, 
I, I've thought about this this month up till now. And do you know what the problem is with adults in December? Because it's a very British thing where, you know, the bars are filled, you know, people are out drinking, eating, you know, really like losing their inhibitions. And I, I honestly think it's because you have a subconscious built into you from a kid about Christmas that lives with you as an adult and you, you literally can't control it. Like you could actually mentally say as an adult that this is not okay, but your subconscious is so strong because of what's happened your whole life up until now around Christmas that it's like, it's Christmas. You know the way you, know the way you feel and the way you're describing this, Pete? This is how Ned feels about July and the Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it though? It's like he gets so ex- he's like a kid going Christmas. That's every so fair true. July. It's a fair shot. That's great. But Pete, oh. I, I absolutely love that. I I mean I've you know, as as we've often spoken about, you and I are separated by twenty years as a as a there's a half, you know, the most of part of a generation between us. And my Christmas was very different in some ways. Although although there are certain similarities, I totally get the idea of kind of like, you know, Christmas Day being the day where the rules are broken, where you can do stuff that you know, but it was for us Christmas Day. That was it. Like it was kind of isolated island of, of, you know, borderline decadence. But some of the stuff that I really remember is I remember I must have been 11 or 12 when I got into what they used to call quite quaintly when I was a kid, hi-fi. Yeah. And so my high fidelity equipment. And so my wished for, yearned for present was was a, a, a new amplifier or an amplifier, actually a pioneer amplifier it listen it was i'd actually love still to have it it would be an amazing thing still to have and it was re- i mean stuff electric kit was pretty expensive back then like relative to people's earnings so it was a big deal but i remember going to the shops in like early december or late november with dad to buy it in bedford and and choose it and we and he took it back from the shop and put it away oh <laughs> And I had a month of I had a month of dreaming about it. I dreamt I dreamt about it every single night, and that thrill of that big gift and yeah, mm. and, and that kind of oh, and I just yeah, that was so. I mean, I, it's not it's not it like lives on. Got, it, it does lives live on. on, and I think it's a really good point that you make about the sort of flicking the switch and awakening the inner child in you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that also is, it's, a, it's a pretty small switch for Pete. But like going even back to like Torbay, there's <laughs> a massive switch, mate. Yeah, going but it's, yeah, but it's, no, but, it's, it's, a, right. it's a switch Let's that talk. flicks quite easily. Oh yeah. Let's talk about the subconscious. Like going back to Torbay, like when we shared the small um, Airbnb together. Yeah. And we we shared cup of teas, and I came down. Yeah, dad. The dad thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, do you want a brew? And I was like, oh, go on then, Dad. And then we had BBC Radio <laughs> 2 on. It's like, there's so much you reenact in your adult life that you don't even realise. Well, it's you, quite comforting, so was, isn't it? That you was know? The, first, the first morning in Torbay where I... When you said you've made a pot, I, I was made like, a pot. oh, so you know. You came downstairs about 10 minutes after I did. And I'd, I'd, I'd started listening to the radio because I thought no one else is in the kitchen. I'll just have a little bit of radio going on. And, um, and I'd made a pot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> and, you just, and you found that kind of infinitely comforting. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
very good. No, so we all like Christmas, do we? Is that the bottom Love line? It. So yeah. what's everyone Love doing it. for Christmas? Are we all are you all at home or? Uh, I'm going to be home. We got my mum's coming across. Brilliant. We we rarely leave here. Actually, we went to my sister's a couple of years ago, but generally we just stay here. It's just nice yeah. to be at home. I think it's it's the nicest having Christmas mm. at home. I agree. You, know, you have to be at home because then you can be, as Pete's saying, it's kind of you can completely just relax and mm-hmm. kind of you're you've you've got that kind of get out of jail card and you just switch off and the moment you go somewhere else, then it's kind of like all oh, the magic goes. Yeah, magic's at home yeah, for Christmas. At home. I'm at my mum's, um, and we're actually doing an Italian Christmas this year. Wonderful. She's bored. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Chet, uh, Chet, though. Uh, <laughs> 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 Might even after after uh, the lasagna. Um, but uh, no, she's bored of. Um, she was like, "What can we do differently?" I was like. Let's just do an Italian themed Christmas. We're going to have drinks style. We're going to have red and uh, white tablecloth. Um, we're vegetarian, so we're going to cook like bring round um, vegetable lasagna, bruschetta to start. Um, we're going to have lovely roasted vegetables. So that's what we're doing. Nice. nice. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. can, listen. Hey, can I do a commercial thing before we crack on to the yeah. very exciting second part? Please. So we've Please got a few do. commercial things to announce. And Here's the bit where in this podcast, if you like what we do, don't fast forward. Do us that favor. Give us a minute and don't fast forward. Okay. Um, I want to say one thing about the roadbook that I, I, that I, you know, I really think is a genuinely nice offer from the guys who actually run the sort of behind the scenes at the roadbook. Um, only to you guys listening to the podcast, we're offering 15% off the 2022 roadbook plus a set of six beautifully produced postcards of the artwork from um, previous years, um, which we will send in that package with you. And here's the rub. If you want to take this offer up, I will write a personalised message and get it signed for whatever you want to who you, whoever you want, whether it's to you or someone else on one of these postcards, and that will enter the package as well. So 15% off the roadbook, set of six postcards with a personalised message, um, do it by the 16th of December, otherwise it may not arrive in time for Christmas. And the code that you need to enter if you go to roadbook.co.uk is, sorry, theroadbook.co.uk is NSF22. Um, David, we are... Also, just to, just to add yeah. on to that one, Ned, I would recommend yeah. the Roadbook as a brilliant Christmas present because that is the perfect Christmas Boxing Day. Just sit and... Go Mate, through it, isn't it? Literally, literally. And the better, the older the books are, the 2018 Roadbook, in my opinion, is mm. the most interesting one right now because it's just mm. sink into it and read about Chris mm. Froome winning the Giro yeah. d'Italia because it feels yeah. like it's a bygone era already, you know. It's so true. It's, it's incredible. The, the older they get, the better they get. Anyway, um, now listen, we've got exciting merchandise news, haven't we, David? Very exciting. We have. I'm excited. Go on. So we've... Um we made a few for our Torbay extravaganza, but since then, um, for the first time, Never Strays Far has an online home. Bum, Never bum, Strays bum, Far. Bum. <laughs> and it's called neverstraysfar.com. Which is amazing. Because oh, yeah. we, we, we only bothered registering that domain address like a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so prone. Neglected to do so, it like for two years. Yeah, yeah. I know it's nuts. So yeah. on there, you can go on there, and we've we started to put all our all our pods on there. We'll over time put kind of news and journal stuff on there. But most importantly, we have merchandise, and we have t-shirt, tote bag, little little combo bundle package for yep. our loyal listeners. Yep. And there's not many of them actually um, to begin with, um, but more are coming and then more designs will be coming. Well, we sold half We sold half in yeah. a muddy field in Devon in an afternoon. That's so true. that's how that's how quickly yeah. they go. So there we go. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so I'll put the link in the show notes. And also we've got a new Twitter handle and an Instagram handle and all that, which we've never yeah. bothered having before. So... Still not populated, but will be um, <laughs> over time. Well, if we <laughs> figure out, far. if we figure out the yeah. passwords between us and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you see, we're, we're growing. It's the um, we're in a uh, a growth phase. We're in a very yeah, we're we're in a very interesting phase. We're in a very interesting yes. phase. That's for yes, sure. Yes. Um, um, and cool. that's uh, that's about it. And um, chapter three, we've got a lot going on. Um, go onto the website. The the prices are still super low. Get some deals wow. while the sizes still remain. Yep. Um, clear us out cool Good luck now should we want to christmas stuff ned you've been you've been getting well, excited and preparing for I've, something I, I decided to do a christmas quiz for you guys how do you feel about that are you good are you good with that sort of uh, <laughs> that's oh, tremendous that, okay so so you both have buzzers david you've got a, a little bell a little bell that you're yeah. going to ring okay and pete you've actually gone a little bit further than just doing a bell that he's nicked off your you know, that you've nicked off your kids, which is obviously what David's done. And you've designed a soundscape, which will be your, your bell. I'll do it. And presumably that is pretty much predicated on the fact that I think, David, correct me if I'm wrong, was, was Pete the first... Oh, what is that fact about outdoors? I can't... Uh, um, I, think, no, no, I, was, I think it was Ben Swift. Paying homage, to, paying homage to, to myself, basically. Paying homage to myself. And why yeah. not? Oh, do it. <laughs> okay, so, guys, it's a head-to-head. I, <laughs> is that your voice? It is, isn't it, Pete? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't worked out... No, no, I just got a narrator in, just, just for that. Stephen Fry did it, actually. Stephen Fry. Um, so, I haven't really worked out a scoring system, so I'm going to make it up as I go along, uh, which should be very out of keeping with this podcast. But I have got 20 questions for you both, okay? 20? 20, 10 of which which are about the tours to France that you, Pete, have covered for ITV. And it absolutely absolutely blew my mind to realise that you have covered four tours with us now. Almost half of my professional career. Blows my mind. Oh, that's ridiculous. Twice as many as you actually rode. Wow. Literally. Yeah. Thanks, Ed, for that. <laughs> <laughs> Expert. Um, so, so, um, so we've got, I've got, so half of them are about the actual tours de France between 2019 and 2022. And the other half of the questions, and they alternate, so one racing question and one non-racing question. The other questions are about stuff that happened uh off the bike. On the periphery you know, like, race. Yeah, like in the ITV team. So stuff that relates to work, yeah. basically, for ITV nice. um, in at the Tour de France in one shape or another. So is it clear what your task is? If I give like a test question, let me do a test question and see how it goes. <coughs> this one. No, that, do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a test question, see how it goes, um, just to see if this works, right? 
Who finished second in the 2022 Tour de France? Uh, Kenya, Peter. Um, uh, today, Pogaccia. Today, Pogaccia did. I can't believe how. Yes! I can't believe <laughs> Got how it. empty and vacant David was looking. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> he literally <laughs> couldn't remember. That's great. Okay, so that that's how it works. Peter, in that case, you get 50 points for that. Um, but we haven't started the tally yet. Okay, the quiz, Damn it. The quiz starts for real now. <laughs> David's face there was an absolute truth. Uh, right. We're going to start with a non-cycling question, okay? <clears throat> Fingers on the buzzers. Dan Martin. Oh, sorry. I, no, I might have to institute a fine regime if that carries yeah. on. <laughs> and also, there can't be hesitation. You can't just like. No. Okay. 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 No. Okay. That's true. It's not. It's not. Ca- it's not catch. That's true. It's not catchphrase. That's true. Yeah, Although. Sure I, that's true. Although I don't appreciate the contestants making up the rules on my behalf. This sorry. Isn't, this isn't cycling. Apologies. Okay. Right. right. Okay. Go on, Ned. Right. Go on, Ned. Question. Right. So. Question one. Dan Martin joined us for dinner in Tarb after stage 17 in 2022. What happened during that dinner that hadn't happened since stage one in Copenhagen? What happened during that dinner that hadn't happened since stage one in Copenhagen? Just Copenhagen. Miller David. Universal language was born. No, that's wrong. Pete, take your time. (laughs) Oh, gone. Do it. Yes, Pete. I wasn't working on ITV in 2000. And no, so stage 17, 2022, Pete. Listen to the question. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to. Right, that's just Miller. All right, stop. All right, what happened? Go on. The well, question. that was the question. What I can remember. I can remember the dinner. We were in that random place. Exactly. Yeah. In Tarb. Yeah. In Tarb. Yeah. With and gas. It rained. Rained. It rained. Yeah, but unfortunately, David, I can't give you any points because you've already given a wrong answer. And Pete, I don't know what you were on. So that's zero, zero. A great okay. start, guys. Okay. But you're right. It rained for right. the first time. I'm going to listen. Right. I'm going to listen. Right. We're on to a racing question now. <clears throat> Who was the fastest British rider in the opening individual time trial in Copenhagen in 2022? <laughs> oh, Miller, David. Garrett Thomas. Uh, Thomas. Wrong. Pete, you've got it. You've got it. You take time. Pete, if you get this, you've got five he points. He just said Garrett Thomas as well. No, he said it after you, but you'd already rung your little silly bell. So give him a chance to get. Also, one of you, it'd be embarrassing if none of you get any points. On, in the Pete. prologue? In the, so well, it, was, it wasn't. It was yeah. an opening individual time trial. Technically, it wasn't it a prologue. It was over eight Ks. It was a Pete. In Copenhagen. Yes. Yeah, that's where it was, Pete. G was third. He was second. Was he? Was he? <laughs> Hang on. Have yeah, I, have G- I, was G third? G- yeah, because it was... Uh, oh, Jonas got second, didn't he? Or fifth. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done here? Wait, let me just fact check this. I'm going on the internet. <laughs> what have I done? Uh, I might look at the road book. Uh, yeah, well, I can't. Yeah, I've just got to do it online now. So, 2022, um, uh, final GC. Right, I've got it. I've nearly got it. Stage one, individual time trial, Copenhagen, Copenhagen. No, G was not third. What are you talking about? Who was. I was right. I was I right. Got it. I got the road book. I got it here. It is Adam Yates. Well, yeah. Oh. So, so far, the scores are uh, <laughs> Adam Yates was one second faster than. Um, Tom Pidcock, interestingly. 
Oh. So so far the scores are David nil, Pete nil. Nil. Um, and on we go. The next. Also, question... I think my has a bit of a my horn has a bit of a lag on it. So. Well, that's your problem. Okay. Okay. Go on then. All right. You'll okay. get it wrong anyway. Uh, right now, I've just got so many screens open here. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, here we go. While you two were working during the first rest day of the 2022 tour, which leisure activity or sport did I engage in? Now, careful with this because careful with this. Okay, oh, Pete. Pete. Paddleboarding. Correct. Kenya yes. takes the lead. Oh, Get in there. I thought I'd need to explain that it wasn't snooker because that was a wasn't officially a rest day, was it? That was travel, a travel day. day. That was yeah. travel day. I knew, I knew that. Very good. All right, back to the racing. <clears throat> Tadej Pogacar famously won the final individual time trial in 2020 on the Planche des Belles Who finished second? Oh. Miller, David. Primoz Roglic still finished second, didn't he? That's a wrong answer. That's a wrong Too answer. Kenyuk, Peter. It's, it's a real so fast. I, I'm going to have to pass. I don't know. Oh, think about a time trialist. I mean, I'm giving you. A, no, actually, you're in the lead. Well, no, for now. Forget it. No, oh, no, 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 no. Do it. Well, for now. No, you're both wrong. It was surprisingly, very surprisingly, Tom Dumoulin. Mm. Anyway, the scores are Peter Kenyuk, five, David Miller, nil. And we move on. <laughs> Okay. There's, 20, there's 18 questions to go. Yeah, no, 17. Uh, okay. No, f 16. Um, right, anyway, we're back to non-racing. This, I think, will be hotly contested, so I'm going to be really looking, because uh, I think you both know the answer to this, okay? <clears throat> Hang on, where is it? There it is. What was the name of the village pub we used to go to in, go to in Kent in 2020? Oh, do it. Peter Kenyuk. The George. Yes. And for a bonus question, what was the name of the village? David, you're open for this as well. Maidstone. No, David. Maidstone town. Uh, um... you, could, you, could, you could get yourself five points here. Pete's bagged five already. Oh. No, for a bonus question. Well, I'm just making up the rules. I, just, I, got, I got no idea what the name of the village was. Damn it. It was Leeds. It was Leeds. Mm, Leeds Castle, so yeah. So Kenyuk is now on 10 points. And uh, Miller, yet to get off the mark. Right, back to racing. In 2021 on stage 19, so 2021 on stage 19, Eddie Merckx was at the start line on a day when Mark... Miller, this when, is bold. When Mark Cavendish, that was a stage where he could equal the, the record. He could have broken the record. Broken but, the record. But, but, answer my question. Okay. Oh, was that your answer? No, 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 you didn't finish the question, so... No, you, no, you interrupted. No, it's over to me. Right, okay, you can hear the rest of the question, Peach. Okay, um, thank you. Eddie Merckx was at the start line on a day where Mark Cavendish could have taken his record, but the stage turned out differently. Cav didn't win. Who did? Mm. No idea. The answer is, and you'll kick yourselves, Matej Mohoric. No, no, yeah. Not gonna, yeah, not gonna no. kick myself either. Okay, right. Back to back to um, non-racing. In 2021, when we were sharing studio space, there's a few different questions here. I'll do them in order. It's Ooh. all basically one question. In 2021, when we were sharing studio space with the ITV football team, <laughs> which ex-player used to sneak out of the back of our office block? 
Oh, do it. Ashley Cole for yes, a cigarette. Yes, correct. Ashley Cole. Peter yes. Hennick, it's another five points. Okay. Right. There's another question attached to this question. David, you're, you're still in yeah. the game here, yeah, yeah, but you've, yeah, got to, you've yeah. got to up your game. And which ex-player joined us on the ITV cycling? <laughs> oh, Kenyuk, do it. Peter. Phil Dixon. No. Phil Dixon. No. Lee Dixon. Correct. Lee, oh, David Miller's off the mark. No. <laughs> yes. Lee Dixon. Do you know what, do you know what that is? Because Phil Dixon works in Alleman football. Obviously on the Alleman. I've got his name wrong. Oh, there you go. And the final part Damn of this you. question is another five <laughs> points available here. Which position did Lee Dixon play in? Kenyuk. Kenyuk, Peter. Midfield. No. David, Defense. you got gotcha. Not, not exact enough. I'll give you one more chance. Oh, okay, left, no. left back. No, right that's back. wrong. No, no, right Pete, back. you're too late. No, neither of you score there. The scores after that round are Pete Kenyuk, 15, David Miller, 5. Well, what, what position did Lee Dixon play? Right back. Pete was I right, said Pete. right back. Yeah, but what? you said it after you'd said midfield, Pete. Oh. Come on. So, yeah, yeah, you only get one, chip, one right. shot. Right, yeah. back to racing. Also in 2021, on stage 9 to Tinia. Ben O'Connor won the stage by over five minutes from the breakaway. Now, two Italians finished in second and third place from the breakaway. Can you oh, name Jesus. either of them? Oh, that's annoying because it was the two Colombians that he dropped who then just two fell Itali- like stones. Two Italians finished in second and third place. Can you name either of them? Um... Oh, Kenyuk, Kenyuk, Peter. Damiano Caruso? No. That's Formula. your guess gone. That's your guess gone. Zero, zero there, guys. The answer were Matteo Catania and the surprising one, finishing third, Sonny Colbrelli. Do you remember that? Uh, oh, yeah, because it was like an... Yeah. He, he, he had did that amazing, amazing ride France. Yeah, it was where incredible. he climbed. Yeah. And also your friend Catania. Yeah, obviously, good yeah. ride Not him. Pretty talented. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> this one, okay... <laughs> this one needs some explaining, right? So I'm going to ask the question. If you're confident in answering it, doing your buzzer. But then as soon as I say Kenyuk Peter or, or Miller David, the clock starts and you've got 10 seconds to provide me with the answer. Okay? Okay. Right. In 2019, David, or- in 2019, David organised the plank attack on the occasion of my 50th birthday. What was our combined age as depicted on our running shirts? Miller, David, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, hundred twenty. No, Pete, are you going to guess? Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Quick. One. How old, how old are you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 give me, no, ten seconds start from now. No, 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 no. I also just told you, no, I also literally just told you how old I was. In the question. No, no, I'm not giving you a point, I'm not giving you a point. David, you were very... I thought you were 28. No, Pete was 30. I was 30, I was 30, 122. but you were wrong, David, you were close, it was good, but you were wrong. I'm going to, I'll tell you what I'll do, David. I'm going to give you, God, I'm going to give you half points. I'm going to give you 2.5. Thank, thank you, because it was that, only because I Pete. I thought Pete was 28. I just couldn't remember. That's a joke. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite tempted to dock Pete for points there as well, because that was just ridiculous. Like saying, how old were you? When I'd literally just said, on the occasion of my 50th birthday. But anyway, there we go. Right, back to racing. Uh, by the way, the half scores are five. Pete Kenyuk, 15. David Miller, 7.5. Closing the gap. Oh, with a little bit of help from me. 
Right. Yeah. Um, here we go. <clears throat> now, Hi. who's again? This is kind of against the. Cl- no, this isn't against the clock. How's this going to work? <laughs> All right. If you feel. Oh, no, this isn't going to work, really, is it? I'm going to leave this one. Um, I'm going to go on to. Oh, I'll say it anyway, but I don't know how it's going to work. You get one point for every rider in the top. Ah, no, we can just do it. Both of you shouting the names out. So okay. stressed. Though. Okay, you but can I need tell to stress. Pete, this is why you stop racing. Wait, 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 wait. I need to find the answer. It's it's a competitiveness. I, I need know, to find the answer. Like I need, you. I need to get the it. answer. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've really prepared oh. this badly. Sorry. Okay, now I've got the answer in front of me, so I can check. Right, both of you, between you, you get you get one point for every rider you can name who finished in the top ten of the 2019 Tour de France, starting from 2019 Tour de France, top 10, starting from now. Go. Egan Bernal, Aaron Thomas. Chris Froome, uh, Peter no. Froglich. Well, get, 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 Pete's got two. Egan Bernal. Egan Bernal. No, Pete's got two. Pete's got two. Okay. Damiano Caruso. No, Pete's got two. Roman Buddy. No, Pete's got two. Guillaume Martin. No, Pete's no, got two. Um, I'm going to call time uh, on this eventually. Uh, Pete's got two. So far, you've named Egan Bernal and Gary. Hey, Adam Thomas. Yates. Adam Yates. No, Pete's got Simon two. Yates. Simon Yates. Simon Yates. No, Pete's got two. There are eight uh, riders you haven't named between you. Uh, eight. Um, <laughs> Valverde. <laughs> Primoz. Yes, David has one. David has one. I said I said Primoz Roglic. No, no Primoz Roglic. He's not there. Tom He's du- not there. Tom Dumoulin. Tom Dumoulin. No, Tom Dumoulin's not there. David uh, has one. Pete's got two. Um, I'm going to count. You've got 10 seconds to get some more. Oh, come on. Who did on. really well in 2019, guys? Sonic uh, um, um, Cobrelli. <laughs> Five seconds. Uh, Mario Quintana. Oh, yes, David, uh, you've got two. Oh, such uh, a safe bet, David. And, come on, come on. Name one more, David. Quite uh, good, good French on. rider. A good French rider. No, good no, French no. Rider. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not Robin Buddy, so it's got it. Oh, 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 at the top of Alpe d'Huez in 2022, just as we were starting to record our podcast. Yes. Oh, Kenyuk, Peter. Anthony McCrossley. Correct. Five points to Pete Kenyuk. It's a big five yes. points there. Right. And for an extra point, what did Pete do or say <laughs> in the pizzeria? Yes, Pete. No, uh, uh, that was a mistake. Okay, I'm docking you five points. You've just it. lost your No! Yeah, yeah, Pete, uh, so, go on. Uh, so why, yep. why is it so busy? What, what's going on in Alpe d'Huez? Correct! Correct. Oh, yeah. and that, David Miller gets an extra point for that. So David Miller closes the gap. Um, let me just work out the scores. There. 7.5. I honestly didn't know what was going on. 7.5. 11.5. David is now on 12.5. And Kenyuk is on 17 points. It's close. It's close. It's close. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Back to cycling. Whoa. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 questions. God, 9 questions. Maybe, maybe 5 will do. No, 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 no. we're seeing this through, we're seeing this through. Back to cycling. Wout van Aert, now this is gettable, 
Concentrate. Wat Van Aert won stage four to Calais in 2022. For five points, who came second? <sighs> David Miller. Uh, it was um, uh, Philipson. Correct, David Miller. Five points. And for a further five points, who came third? Uh, Christophe Laporte. David Millet, you are right. That moves you to 22.5 points. It's so unfair because you guys comment, commentate on... What, like you didn't watch the end unfair, of it? It's not unfair, Pete. No, it's well, not unfair. You're losing now. Right. It is. Right. <laughs> Away from the racing. <laughs> Away from the racing. With which, Pete, you've got a chance here. With which, crumble, Pete. With which spontaneous act of generosity did Gary Imlach surprise us all on the 20... 20- Oh, I know it. David yeah, Miller. Wine, wine from the vineyard of the Danish <laughs> royal family. I'm afraid that's completely correct. And it's five points to David, who is now 10.5 points ahead. Of you don't even know Gary like I do, David. <laughs> well, you should... <laughs> so, so right, unfair. neither of you are going to know the answer to this. So I'm going to take the nearest to the correct answer, if that makes sense. Okay. That's presumptuous of you, Ned. Well, you may get it right. Including the two guys who drove the minibus and the truck. Oh, no, hang on. Sorry, that's the next one. Sorry, forget it. Back to racing. Fred Wright found himself at the sharp end of the finish on stage 10 to Megev. We all remember that, yeah? Yeah. One, yeah. one yeah. by Magnus Court. Yes. Fred, Wright, Fred Wright finished ninth. Mm-hmm. Which of his teammates finished third? <laughs> yes, oh, Kenyuk, Peter. The Spanish guy who's really old. He's got really muscular legs. Yep, really yep, lean. yep, yep. What is his name? Oh, he used to ride for Cajoral. Yep. Ned, count him down, Ned, because this is. This is I don't know. It's like it's like his. He's got two oh, first names name? that both begin with no, L. No, you can't do that. I, can't, I know this. Lewis, Lewis, yes, yes, that's right, yeah. Pete. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I knew <laughs> his name. Was I was I allowed to jump in? No, not really. Tip you were just annoying. You were becoming annoying. So, um, so <laughs> Pete, Pete actually knew, but I was just helping him with the name. So that I think that's yeah. really good. And he also backed himself, and he took the risk, and that's all good. Okay. So, the, so twenty-seven point five plays twenty-two. Going on to this. Question that I almost started reading. Well, I did start reading out. Here it is for real. Including the two guys who drove the minibus and the truck driver, and they varied because they flip-flopped the truck drivers, but including the two guys who drove the minibus and the truck driver, how many staff were on the road for ITV on the road for ITV in 2022? And I'm not counting Lizzie Dignan and Crosswinds Dan. Yes, David Miller. Quick, say it. 16. Pete, what's your guess? Say it. Uh, 22. Pete Kenyuk takes five points. 21 was the answer. That's close. I did count them up in my head. Wow. This is, well this done, is, Pete. this is, imp- I was actually quite surprised it was 21. It's a big number. Yeah, so the scores on the doors at the moment, Pete Kenyuk, 27. David Miller, 27 and a half. To be what? fair also, now, because we don't, we spend less time actually with everyone. We're just yep. in a box all day. That's so true. We have a total. We have a total misperception. Whereas Pete's got a little. Work. He's got a little notebook out saying, "Yeah, there's him. There's him. Just yeah, checking them in and checking no, them out every day." It's basically, that I show awareness of the other staff in our crew, not just the people commentating all day. Basically, yeah, yeah. Pay them attention. Wow. And, you know, commentate with them throughout yeah. the day. And okay. Make wow. them feel worthy. Yeah. Okay. It's tough yeah. for Ned and I. 
been super talented. It's not just about box. It's not, yeah. it's not just about the car, David, in the commentary box. <laughs> Back to racing. When Magnus Court eventually relinquished his lead of the King of the Mountains competition, oh, I know. Yeah. Who took over in 2022? Oh no. Oh. Frenchie. David, are you... Sorry, wait. Use my microphone. David, is that you ringing the bell or just intervening? Or Peter, are you going to have a guess? David, David Miller. Miller, David. Um, I want to say it was one of the men from Glas. No, you're wrong. Pete, the floor is open for you to take five points and to take the lead now. No idea. Come on, guys. You'll both kick yourselves. You really will. It's actually quite obvious. Well, for not. No. It was Seaman Geshka. Oh, it is now. Yeah, it's a little bit obvious. Wow, I was not going to get that. Okay. He held it as well for a few days, didn't he? Four more. Yeah, well, he nearly won it uh, overall, didn't he? Um, So four four more questions. Four more questions. (sighs) And there's only half a point separating you two. Okay, the stakes are high. Guys. We were in Bilund in Denmark. Which toy did we discuss with a random American? <laughs> yes, oh, Kenyuk, Peter. And you know it as well, David. Lego. Yes. Yeah. But, but which, which, what Lego. was No, 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 David, you're not the quiz master. Lego's the toy. Lego's the toy. Lego's the toy. No, but he'd done, um, I think it was. Uh, Doesn't matter. It's he'd done the Star Wars effects. thing, hadn't he? Some Star Wars shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't think any of us know, really. Uh, just... He'd done... Yeah. Um, uh... It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. <laughs> Pete's on 32 <sighs> points. David's still locked on 27 and a half. So Pete has come back big time. Three more questions remain. Mike, Mike Turnison won stage one of Pete's first ITV Tour de France in 2019, right? In Brussels. Mm-hmm. Who came second? Oh, Kenyuk, Peter. No. Oh. No, that's a bad answer, actually. I thought you said It's Mike Tennyson. Yeah, but they were, t- they were teammates. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, over to you, David. Uh, you can steal here. You can go back into the lead here, David, with a shrewd answer. Punchy little up. Oh, no, I won't give you any clues. Uh, it wasn't. Um... Clock is ticking, though. Nelson. Nelson. Oh, Nelson. Who the heck is that? Who's Nelson? That's, that's not who. I mean, Van. Um, I've never heard of him. Nelson. Nelson. I love Nelson. Oh, I was like, well, for Nelson, like 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hopeless answers. I'm tempted to dock you points, but I won't. Peter Sagan is the correct answer. Um, oh, well, the famous second place. Two, two, two questions remain. Two questions Ooh. remain. Okay, right. <coughs> oh no, that was no. Sorry. It's okay. That was a false it's okay. Right. <laughs> I, I can't remember. This might be unfair on Pete actually, but because I can't quite remember whether he was anyway. But my question is, who joined us for dinner in Calais in 2022? And for an extra point, what did he order? Oh, do it. Yeah, it's just Stirling about. It. Yes, that's Stirling right. It. Yeah, and yep. he ordered a burger. No, that's not right. Caesar salad. No, that's no. You've said burger, and that's not correct. And that's important because 
that's important because those five points put you on to 32.5 and Pete's on 32. So Pete, for an extra point, what did Phil Liggett order? And it wasn't a burger. He ordered um, like the raw steak, what's it called? Steak tartare. Is that your final answer? It's not going to go down well, is it? And uh, he also had his friend of him. Yeah. Oh, you were there that evening. Yeah, good. Do I have an extra point for his friend Baptiste? He's a legend. Yeah, I'm not sure his name's Baptiste, but it's not Baptiste. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> careful, I might be docking your points. What was his name? What is his name? Oh, I can't remember. But there's no points for his name. No idea. No idea what he ordered. Oh, but I was steak and frit. Steak frit. No, you've already. No, 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 David. You're just. You're not going to get any extra. He ordered Moulfrit. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. But that means that we are on to the final question, guys. And this is it, huh? there's half a point separating David, who's in the lead, from Pete in second place. So this is it. This is, this is literally it. This is massive. But I don't know how it's going to work because... Well, there's jeopardy so in this, stressed. right? There's jeopardy in this. Whoever, whoever commits to answering this has to get it right. Okay, and, mm. and a clock ticking. Otherwise... And a clock and a clock ticking, and if they don't, then it's open field for the next person, and there'll be no clock ticking. All right. All right, go on then, Ned. Okay, here we go. Name all of the last four winners of the King of the Mountains competition from 2019 uh, to 2022. Oh, Who can do it? Who can do it? Who's won the oh, last? Who's going to do it? Who's got the I balls? Can't do it. I can't do it. No one's got the balls. No one's going to do it. Well, in that case, David Miller has it. I'm going to go. Um... Well, no, no. Am I hearing the? Am I hearing the buzzers? Oh, the... Yeah, sorry. Miller, okay, David. So... If you get this wrong, Kenyuk has as much chance, you know, much time as he wants. As he wants. Jonas Wingergaard, 2022. Correct. Tadej Pogacar, 2021. Correct. 2020 uh, was. 2019 was that Bardet in 2019? Oh, 2020. 29, 2020, 2019. I'm having a bit of a. a, a... <sighs> I'm gonna have to hurry you. I know. Um, I'm gonna go for. Uh, Egan Bernal in 2019. And 2020. I'll just go for Bardet. Half of those were correct, Pete. So I'll go Jonas so Pete, Pete, but, uh, Yeah, Vingegaard is correct. 2022, um, Philippe Gatcher, 2021. Correct. 2019. There's a lot riding on this. <laughs> I am going to go... It's hard, isn't it? Who the heck? It's tense. <laughs> this is the most serious this podcast has ever been. I'm actually feeling the tension. David's going to have to win because I just can't remember. And I wish I did, but I don't. Oh, I can't Pete. even remember who was in the race. Who won the Tour de France in 2019? Egan Bernal. Who, who won the Tour de France in 2020? Egan Bernal. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, Pete fails. And David Miller is the Christmas quiz champion. 
of 2022. <laughs> the the, the missing that. answers were, by so the way, wrong. you were so close, actually, David. Um, Bardet won it by a whisker in 2019. Oh. And in 2020, Pog won it, but no one cared because he just won the Tour de France as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Stupid question. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed this, guys. Um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Glad you have. Yeah. <coughs> Don't forget Pizza. to go to our website, people. Yeah. Yeah, and follow us on our Not new socials. Much. It's all happening. Yeah. Follow yeah. us on the socials. Pete's yeah. gone very quiet. So, oh, Pete. But... Christmas spirit's just been sucked out of Pete Kenya. Yeah. No, 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 it hasn't. Be back soon. I was just, just defeat, isn't it? It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell, Merry Christmas, everyone, and we'll see you soon. And a Happy New Year. <laughs>